the corporate airspace is under attack. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Chris Risley, CEO of Bestial. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. What is your mission at Bestial? Well, at Bastille, we have a team of radio frequency experts um, who work with security people on the same kinds of issues that people have uh, on their wired networks. That is, uh, people want to know what's going on on their wired networks, what data is leaving the building, uh, and all that information is pretty well understood these days for the wired networks and your connection to the internet. What people don't think about is you might have a couple hundred megabits of traffic going in and out on the internet, but you have five gigabits of traffic going in and out of the building over radio frequency, and nobody's watching any of it. So at Bastille, that's what we help corporations do, is watch what's going on in their airspace in the same way they have situational awareness about what's going on on their wired network. How do you cyber criminals, criminals use radio frequencies to conduct espionage and cyber attacks exactly? Great, well, there's, there are lots of different ways. Uh, at Bastille, we've done a lot of threat research to find out are these radio frequency protocols that corporations depend on vulnerable? Uh, but we're not the only ones. There have been lots of vulnerabilities discovered in Bluetooth and in Bluetooth low energy uh, by other researchers around the world. Uh, and usually researchers find these things in hopes that they can warn the manufacturers and get these things fixed before the bad guys find them. But you never know if the bad guys have already found them. Um, let me give you a few examples. One of our researchers looked at the question, how secure are the connections between uh, wireless keyboards and the PCs? Uh, and it turns out that um, everybody's is vulnerable except Microsoft's wireless keyboard. And uh, that's because Microsoft did it wrong, got caught doing it wrong, and then fixed it. Um, and everybody else has used a version of AES implemented in a way that's vulnerable. Then our guys asked a more interesting question, which is, so that's for the $100 wireless keyboards. What about the $50 wireless keyboards that a, um, a government agency might buy? And the answer is, there's nothing wrong with the encryption on those because there isn't it. You can just listen to all the transmissions out of the air. You can park in the parking lot and capture all the keystrokes from a building and then go home and uh, have your server search through to find passwords and credit cards and social security numbers. Anything that's interesting that got typed that day will be in your server somewhere because it all leaks out of the building. Um, so I, that was a pretty shocking discovery uh, for us. Um, and here's another one that we found. Uh, which is um, they looked at how good's the encryption to the wireless dongles on mice. And the, the encryption's pretty good, except they asked a question that I'd never thought of asking, which is what if you, in, in, instead of encrypting it, send plain text to the mouse wireless dongle? And the answer is that dongle will accept that 
text as keystrokes from your hands and type at a thousand words a minute. So if my first keystrokes say, uh, open a command window, and my next keystrokes say, move the command window off the screen, you've now got a co-pilot on your machine who's doing whatever he's doing while you're doing your work. So he could be FTPing files to Brazil while you're doing whatever you're doing. And that's not just from the laptop. If you're on the network, he's on the network. He's got every right that you do. And by the way, when security finds these files leaving the building, they're gonna come looking for you because from their point of view, it was your fingers that typed those commands to send the stuff to Brazil. So those are just two examples. The interesting thing about those examples is not that they are, um, uh, those particular ones are important, though they are, but uh, that people just haven't looked enough at security and radio. And there's lots of vulnerabilities all over the place and nobody's watching what's going on. So that's what we do at Bastille is we give corporations and government ways to look at what's going on in their airspace. So what are some of the tools and exploits that cyber criminals use to break into devices and networks? Good. Well, um, here's, a, here's a common one you can buy on eBay. Um, there's a device called a pineapple. Uh, and what a pineapple does is it listens. It, it's got two Wi-Fi interfaces, sometimes three. And so it listens for Wi-Fi uh, access points nearby, and uh, it adopts the identity of one. So if there's a Wi-Fi access point that is called Corporate 3, it starts broadcasting that it's Corporate 3. And then when you connect to it, uh, it asks for your username and password. Um, and then on your behalf, it logs into the real Corporate 3. And at that point, it's a man in the middle. And it can be, it can gather your Wi-Fi access uh, credentials, but it also can gather whatever traffic's going through because it's in the middle. And then it can send that out of the building over a third interface or at night or whatever. Um, so that's, that's just one kind of attack. Uh, other kinds of attacks, um, you know, what we've learned, people talk about limited range on things like Bluetooth. What we, we've learned is, if you're willing to spend enough for an antenna, by which I mean a couple of hundred dollars, then you can listen to Bluetooth from a thousand feet away. Uh, so you can listen to what's going on in the building and even send instructions into the building from a thousand feet away. Um, an Israeli company just recently published an exploit where they wirelessly take over a hue light bulb, you know, those Philips light bulbs that change color on command. They take that over, they make it start acting strange, and when the whoever's running that light bulb reasserts control of the light bulb, they take over the wireless light bulb controller on the network, and from there start looking for vulnerabilities in the other machines in its peers on the network. So these things are crazy, uh, and they're they're crazy because nobody's looked at RF security in the rigorous way that we've looked at Ethernet security for 40 years. All right, Chris, then what kind of recommendations can, can you offer to security teams uh, to maybe harden their RF platforms and devices? Well, uh, of course, uh, one good way is to observe 
everything that's going on in your airspace and uh, Bastille's one vendor, but there are other vendors that offer that sort of observation. Um, the, um, but short of that, uh, you need to bring all your wireless devices up to the current patch levels. There have been dozens of vulnerabilities published in the last few months. And if your Bluetooth device doesn't have the latest firmware, those vulnerabilities are there and somebody's going to take advantage of them eventually. One of the big risks today is um, we used to hear in security about insider threat, and that was the disgruntled employee that attacked from the inside. The new insider threat is the loyal employee who's let his phone get compromised or his wireless headset get compromised. Um, and then he brings that into the building and then that device, who's now working for somebody else, starts trying to poke for vulnerabilities and eventually it'll find one. Those phones work hard. Chris Risley, CEO of Bastille. If somebody wants to connect with you, Chris, maybe they want to find out more uh, about uh, being secure. How can they do that? Well, go to our website, um, www.bastille.net, and um, you'll find a lot of interesting stories on there, as well as some information about how to make yourself more secure. Thanks again, Chris. And find more of my interviews right here, or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.